Welcome to the Zanbergen Report, where wealth strategies and pop culture collide, featuring your distinguished host and certified financial planner, Bart Zandbergen. Welcome to our show of dream chasers and wealth makers. We are thrilled to be back in the studio today with a new episode of the Zanbergen Report. I'm proud to bring in the movers, shakers, and difference makers who are passionate about sharing what they have learned and what you need to know today. And happy to be back in the studio again this week with Nicole Freer of Eden Financial. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I've been looking forward to this. Thank you. Me too. Great. So some might find it unusual that we're both financial advisors and I invite you on the show. What I thought was really interesting about your practice and what I've seen so far is just one, your approach, and and then two, your, your kind of your niche, if you will, the people that you work with. So I think there's some interesting things to discuss there. And then three, I can't wait to talk about your first book. (laughs) Thank you. And I used the word first because I have a feeling that there's many more to come. I hope so, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just first talk about what sparked your interest in in wealth management. Yeah, so when I was about 16, I would watch Susie Orman on (laughs) Oprah, actually. (laughs) And um, I watched her show. I bought her book and I sat down with my mom. I said, hey, let me do your budget for you. Yeah. And so in when I was 16, it was about 06. And, you know, further on down, we had wow. 2008, yeah. 2009. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm like, mom, I don't know how you're affording to like live in this house with three kids, single mom. So, you know, that was my first experience of you know, inv- like yeah. taking care of someone's money. Yeah. And so... Unfortunately, I told my mom, I was like, hey, let you should move out. We'll move in with our dad and, you know, to try to get like financial ends yeah. like met. So, so you're, you're directing your mom at this point, a yeah. 17, 18 year old directing yeah. your mom. That's, that's unusual. Yeah, so we got out of the house and yeah. um, I mean, it was sad, but yeah, that was, I've just always loved money, like yeah. even as a kid. <laughs> So me going into this, like I was going to college, I was looking at what I liked and I liked business and then going to Cal State Fullerton, I loved personal finance. And that's where I majored in personal finance and I've been really in the industry ever since. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about your path to Eden Financial. So you started where? I started at, well... I was at Waddell and Reed to begin with. Yeah, okay. They got bought out by yeah. TD Ameritrade, yeah. uh, transferred over to Schwab with an independent advisor, and yeah. then went to JP Morgan. So I've been at JP Morgan for the last almost seven years before. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was kind of being handcuffed in the corporate world. Mm-hmm. I couldn't write my my children's book on finance because yeah. I could write a children's book, although it couldn't be about finance. So, right. you know, and I wanted to blog and do a social social media about finance. And I just kept getting turned down, turned down. And finally, I was just like, I have to start my own business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I really wanted to help people that didn't meet the minimums at some of these other firms. Right. And so that's kind right. of really, that hits home for me because when I was about 21, I had some money, had like 500 bucks that I wanted to invest, went into a big bank and they said, come back when you have more money. Like 5,000 or 50,000. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's just like, you, he could have taken like a hundred of my dollars, taught me how to invest, how to save, but yeah. it's just kind of on your own. And I want to be that advisor to really help people. Right. 
start with the basics really and help them get invested and even if they don't have a lot of money. Right. And that's from what I can tell. That looks seems to be kind of your niche, right? So you're helping people maybe that are just getting started, mm-hmm. yeah. um, maybe have that five hundred dollars and can do something per month. Is that is Yeah, that that's true? right. Yeah. That's definitely correct. Um yeah. I guess like early career starters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so I, there was another girl in XY Planning Network who actually referred someone to the XY Planning Network, and this girl found me based upon my story of yeah. the $500 of trying to get invested because, yeah. I mean. Because that, that her story? Is that yeah, how, she didn't okay. have a lot of money, and so now she's working with me, and I'm su- yeah. super thankful for that lady to like share what network I was in, and yeah. now I get to work with yeah. this nice lady. That's great. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And um, were there any challenges opening your own practice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, financially was yeah. one. You know, yeah. my husband had to be on board for me. Like, I was bringing in half of our income to our home. So that's a that's a finance is a huge challenge, yeah. you know? So, like, Because you that's went from, scary. you know, from 100 to zero, right? And just start Exactly. Over. Yeah. yeah, starting from scratch. So, yeah, yeah starting from zero. So I've made a little bit of money, so I guess every little bit, <laughs> it gets easier to make more and more. But um, yeah. yeah, so, and also being like scared to start your own business. Like I had to overcome fear that mm-hmm. what if I wasn't good at this or what if it didn't happen? Right. So right. I don't know if you heard of that fear exercise by Tim Ferriss. I'm a big fan of Tim Ferriss, but I'm not okay. sure of this of this exercise. Let me hear it. Yeah, so you just write down all the things that you're scared of. So like- yeah. Well, we could lose our house if this doesn't work sure. out. Yeah. So you just think of like the worst case scenarios of, you know, all the things that could go wrong in this business. And once you have that fear, then you accept it. And yeah. then hopefully you just succeed your own expectations. Right. So I've been through a different exercise like that. And tell me if this is the same. So you look at yeah. that fear. So what's the worst? So the worst possible outcome is you lose your house. Mm-hmm. And then what's the worst thing about that? Right. So it's, yeah. you look at that and like, all right, I rent for a while and then, you know, I yeah. save and buy another house. Yeah. Right. You have to move it with your family for me. <laughs> it's mean? like, do you really want to move in with your family after you've been out on your own for the last 10 years and have a baby? Well, sometimes we make sacrifices totally. for the greater good, right? Exactly. I've always said too, that there's, um, in many areas of life, there's, it's not a straight line and let's look at the stock market. The stock market is not a straight line up. That's it right. goes up and then you have a setback and it goes up and you have a setback. That's right. But as long as you look at increments, like pick a time period, mm-hmm. five years, as long as it's up and up, I think it's okay. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> Life isn't just, <coughs> you know, a straight way. Yeah. And it makes when you achieve something that much better. Right. Like if I would have just went out on my own in these three months and I would have just killed it. Right. What I've really appreciated the hard work of being a business owner and and making it. Right. So. I think there's it builds um, character. Right. That's right. Character. <laughs> character. That's what we'll call it. Yeah. That's the nice word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're meeting with clients. What are your and a lot of these people are either just starting out or either new to investing or new to planning. Yeah. What is your kind of um, like normal like beginning recommendations for someone who's listening to the show they're just getting started what do you tell them yeah so you know I like to ask them if they have insurance Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't realize that one in four people become disabled do you have life insurance really to Mm -hmm. take care of your kids and a lot of these people 
actually don't know because we weren't taught financial literacy. Sure. They don't understand the concept of it. So also making sure that we have three to six months of living expenses saved. And then once we, so something that you taught me is this triangle, you know, so on the bottom you have your foundation, which right. is your, you're properly insured. Mm -hmm. And then you have your, your emergency fund of three months to six months of living expenses. And then from there we can ha have fun stuff like yeah. starting to invest because we don't want to be taking out our investment money in a down market. Right. So we want to make sure that we have a good solid foundation prepared before we move forward. Right. Right. I think those are all great. Um, and I, and I agree with you on the investing. I remember early in my career when I met people that were also young, like me, like, I just want to start investing. And to your point, if, if they're not, if they don't have the foundation of their triangle or pyramid, mm -hmm. it, something comes up. All right. And the, and the market, like we were in 2022, oh, now right. I need cash. Now I got to sell something. And it's not as, um, as much money as I had. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Exactly. So I like that. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and your, so you're really big on children's financial literacy. Yes. Does that have anything to do with your childhood or is it just like, yeah. like a... Yeah, okay. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I grew up and I would get money for my birthday and I spent all my money. There was nothing to show for it. You know, my, my grandpa was well off. He owned a business. My grandma was well off, you know, so they would give me money and I would just go buy brand new clothes or no one taught me how to budget how to save. My grandma even said, hey, whatever you save, I'll match it when you turn 16 so you can buy a car. That's amazing. And I had it in the back of my mind that I really wanted to do that. But yeah. like, just no one kind of sat down with me and said, hey, this is how you do it. Yeah. Hey, you have a hundred bucks. What are you going to do with that hundred dollars? Mm -hmm. Let's put $33 away into a savings account and let's invest it. Sure. You know, like, but I think also parents don't know. And so how can they, they can't help their kids if they don't know either. Right. So I'm really hoping that parents will read this book with their children and they will learn something from it and yeah. take action and teach their kids and maybe we could change right. the future. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so the name of the book is Hazley's Birthday Money, right? That is correct. That's yeah. a great name. Where does, uh, where does Hazley come from? My daughter, Hazley. <laughs> She's the inspiration. <laughs> That's great. Thank That's you. That's great. My, um, I need to, I told you I was going to order the book. I almost got to it last night. I'm going to do it today or in the next <laughs> few you. days. My, um, I have a seven-year-old and she received for the first time a um, Target gift card for her birthday. Oh, cool. Okay. And it was really eye-opening. She had never received a gift card before. Okay. She had no idea like of the concept. So we went to Target. Okay. She went looking around and she was, um, okay, Papa, how much, like, what am I looking for? I go, well, it, you have $20 on the card. Okay, so she knows how to read numbers. She, she's seven. We're going up and down the aisle. She goes, oh, that one is 21.99. That's above my budget. Yeah. Of course, I'm a sucker down. Like, I said, well, if it goes a little over, I'll, I'll probably will help you, you know, oh, cover nice. it. Yeah. She's like, oh, well, that's a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> so back and forth. She finally picks her thing, and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very terrible example. It was like $40, and yeah. I covered the other time. <laughs> it's... But um, so yeah. when we get to the register, um, she was very proud and it's her gift card. So sweet. And then, of course, I had to cover the difference. And I so yeah. I used my credit card. She was like, well, wait a minute. What is that? She's like, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> she, I go, well, that's, that's not a gift card. It's a credit card. And she said, 
you mean you have no limit? You can do whatever you want on that card? Oh. I said, well, yes and no. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I still owe her a full, I gave her a small explanation, but I owe her a full explanation of of how that works. So, but it's kind of opening when you see things through a child's eye, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And that's why I also think, and you and I talked about this the other day, and gosh, maybe this is a project we do together, Mm -hmm. but you know, books that are kind of age appropriate, right? So this is great for, I think, our kids' age, right? Six, seven, eight years old. That's right. Um, but for the high school students, I have I've, so many kids that I've met. I got myself, I think of myself when I was in high school, going into college. Yeah. I've been asked to come and speak to these different high school groups. They have no clue about almost anything financially. Yeah. Checking accounts, what a credit card is, loans, no investing, like no investing to them is crypto, right? That's that's yeah. the only thing. The last group that I spoke to, that's what they yeah. thought investing. They're was. meme stocks, <laughs> what they see on the internet. Yeah, NFTs, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not saying anything bad about our education system, but yeah, that that is it's missing. Yeah. And and early in my career, and we talked the other day. So I worked at the local uh, medical centers and worked with interns and resident physicians, and so they're now high school, college, and advanced medical training, yeah. no clue on, on finance. So it's yeah. kind of interesting about the, our education system and what's lacking. Yeah. So I actually just spoke with a girl just before this, and she's a therapist, went through all the schooling, everything that you need to do, started her own practice, and she's like, I don't know anything about finance to run this business. Like, I yeah. need your help. Yeah. So just goes to your point of what yeah. what you're saying with our... Yeah. So you're Education. you're a wife, a mom, you're working. <laughs> what does your average day look like? Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, I try to get as much rest as I can. So if there's any parents out there, just know that my child doesn't have a bedtime <laughs> because she goes to school. And like if I pick her up at six and she goes to bed at seven like she's supposed to, I yeah. would never have any time right. with her. Right. So, so I guess you could take this with a grain of salt. So... And my daughter also sleeps in bed with us. That's classic. <laughs> you know, so yeah. like she, I put her in her room to start and then she comes in our room. So yeah. anyways, the whole purpose of me telling you this is I need my rest. Yeah. And so trying to get a good eight hours of sleep in is super yeah. important to me. So I don't set an alarm <laughs> unless I have an early meeting. Yeah. So I get my rest in and then I wake up and then I go out for a walk, try to get like, I always talk about this, like get the sun in your eyes, yeah. get your circadian rhythm going, go yeah. for... I try to get like a 15 to 30 minute walk in with my daughter. And so I don't really start my day till about 10 or 11. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. But I'm also working until, yeah, sure. you know, like six. Sometimes my husband will go pick up my daughter at six. I'm still working. He'll start yeah. dinner. So I don't come downstairs until like seven. Yeah. So my days just push really far back. Yeah. And I guess there could be a time where I flip flop it. But yeah. um, anyway, that, that's what my, days lo- my day looks like. So I just yeah. have... Client meetings on the books, um, looking at portfolios, yep. make any changes, all like the basic stuff, getting like quotes for life insurance, disability, yeah. doing a financial plan. Yeah. And every day obviously looks different, but right. that's kind of like, kind of the basic that's kind of my day. Yeah. 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 And then just try to wind down after a busy day and yeah. throwing content in there. Right. So what's, lots of stuff to do. What's bedtime? Around like 10, yeah, 10, 11. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. 
You want to share with me what your day looks like so listeners can hear too? <laughs> it's a <laughs> How little opposite bit different. We are. It's a little bit different. Yeah. There's no wrong or right. It's yeah. just what works for me. Yeah. Bed by 8.30, up at 3.30. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> That's like when my brain is like actually shutting down and starting to <laughs> it's dream. It's just starting to shut yeah. down. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you find is your biggest challenges like on a daily basis? Yeah, getting clients, honestly, is the biggest yeah. challenge. So mm-hmm. although I like network, meet people, yeah, I am not a salesperson. I know this job is supposed to be sales, but yeah. I really don't like anyone to feel that they're being pressured into something that like maybe they really didn't want to do. Right. So yeah, getting clients because I'm not a pushy salesperson. <laughs> but like, I mean, there's a right and wrong way to do sales. And like, I just, maybe I haven't learned. Right. Thoroughly yet. So, yeah. I think if you just keep doing what you're doing, doing it well, and there's really, the only thing you really need to sell is yourself. Totally. And so you're going to get referrals from your existing clients because you're going to do such a great job. And thank you. Just make sure you, you know, you um, do a good job of telling your clients exactly what you do. That would be one, maybe um, just suggestion or recommendation because I have found over the years, someone has come to me. Gosh, what's an example? Oh, we've done planning. We've done a bunch of investments. And you talked about insurance. And then the client comes and said, oh, I just, you know, I, I needed life insurance and I worked with so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And um, the, and then it would come up like, oh, I didn't know that you did that too. Yeah. So just make sure you the clients know exactly all the things that you do. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, just really setting. Also, expectations, I think, is the biggest thing. Yeah. So people aren't like disappointed yeah or under promise over deliver service the concierge service is key super key key. (laughs) which you offer (laughs) (laughs) um there's still leftovers from yesterday the girls are eating (laughs) oh good (laughs) well thank you for yeah of course bringing those in for me (laughs) all right what would you say is your ultimate lesson learned in your time as a financial advisor You know, I thought about this for quite a while Mm -hmm. and I'd have to say lesson learned is get a coach as early as possible. Someone that can push you, see where you're not doing well in and kind of staying on top of you, holding you accountable. So for me, I wish that I would have hired a coach much earlier in my career. Mm -hmm. I probably would have started Eden Financial a long time ago. Yeah. But okay, that's my lesson learned is getting a coach. That's a good one. Michael Jordan had a coach. Kobe Bryant had a coach. That's right. We all have coaches. Yeah. How can people reach you? Yeah. So you can follow me on social media, uh, Nicole, N-Y-C-O-L-E, Freer, F-R-E-E-R is my social media handle. You can also find me at my website at edenfinancial.co. It is just a dot C-O. The dot com was taken. Already taken. Yeah. <laughs> so... Yeah, that's where you can find me. Great. Awesome. Thank you. Well, it's been really fun having you on the show. Thank you so much. Good luck with everything. I appreciate that. Same to you. Okay, thanks. (laughs) All right. And thanks for everyone who has tuned in. Have a great day. Cheers. Tune in next week for the latest edition of the Zanbergen Report, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Catch up on our recent shows by visiting podcast.bartzanbergen.com. The Zernbergen Report is also available on iTunes, iHeartRadio and Spotify. 
Interested in being a featured guest on our show or have a question you'd like to hear us answer? Email podcast at bartsandbergen.com. The contents of this podcast episode do not constitute an offer of securities or a solicitation of an offer to buy securities and may not be relied upon in making an investment decision related to any investment offering Access Wealth Management LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Access does not warrant the accuracy or completeness of the information contained herein. Opinions are our current opinions and are subject to change without notice. Prices, quotes, rates are subject to change without notice. Generally, investments are not FDIC insured, not bank guaranteed and may lose value.